Hello everybody, this is Nat, of course, from Nat Talks. I hope you're doing good, I hope you're doing well and swell. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you so much for giving my podcast a chance. If you're somebody who's already been listening, thank you so much. Please do continue listening and thank you for your support. And I decided to change the format of the podcast so it's no longer going to be segmented, but it's going to be random topics so that we have some spontaneity as we're doing this podcast thing. It's not just, oh, this week is parenting. Everything is parenting, 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 you know. So we're going to keep it fresh and exciting by changing the formula. So I'm just letting you know now so it's not surprised and saying, but why is it not in the format? No, this is the new format, spontaneity. And with that being said, let's get into today's topic, which is not losing hope when it comes to relationships. And it's a doozy, so I hope you have whatever you need to have, whether it's your comfort blanket, whether it's a drink on the side or your favorite food because we're about to get into it. So, you know, the way society is set up, I think also what starts the whole problem of us feeling anxiety if we don't have, if we're not dating someone, or all of our friends are getting married and you're not married yet, or, you know, you're older and you still haven't married someone, you're not dating, I think that it starts with society. Because a lot of the time, we have just been basically, it's been ingrained in our head by so many people. I'm speaking from the African perspective that by a certain age, you must be married or at least have somebody, you know. And people start asking you, when am I going to have grandbabies? Or when are you going to get married? When am I going to see someone? How come you're always alone? You know, it becomes a problem. Especially once you get late 20s and up. Oh my gosh. If you even dare to be single, it is such a problem. Most, you know, it's not even just African places, even across the world. There's always that one person that's going to ask you, so how come you don't have a man? Where's your man? You know, shouldn't you have a man? Shouldn't you be married? Shouldn't you have kids? You know, because a lot of the time, that's what we're told, you know, like that's what we're meant, meant to feel like we should be doing. Like if you don't have a partner and the whole white picket fence and you don't have a life, which is very unfair because nowadays things are not the same and the standards are not the same. How you meet somebody is not the same. Keeping the person is not the same. There's so many levels to it, you know, it's not just a cut and dry situation anymore. So my situation is a little bit different because, of course, I have a child. So it adds an extra layer of pressure because then you have people telling you, well, don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to have other kids soon? You know, because you're kind of pushing 30. Shouldn't you be having somebody? Shouldn't you have other kids? Shouldn't, shouldn't your child have a father figure in their life or a stepfather? Like, it's very, very, very frustrating, you know. And it's just like, just being asked the question, where's your partner? Where's your marriage? You know, in this day and age, no. Because a lot of the time what happens is when we pressure women about marriage, you end up marrying the wrong person, dating the wrong people. Because you're just trying to find somebody, anybody, you know, because you're tired. Which is why we're going into today's topic, which is don't lose hope. Because it's really hard. I know how hard it is to see your friends. Maybe they're married or maybe they're dating someone and it's going well. Maybe they haven't gotten married, but they're getting married. You know, even as a young person, you're just seeing all of your friends are dating people. You haven't got a boyfriend, you know, you're the odd one out, you know, and you're being singled out by people because you don't have somebody in your life, which is also, like I said, it's very hard. And I understand that struggle because I have been through that struggle. I currently go through that struggle, you know, um, especially now when I'm seeing my friends now starting to get married and, you know, their life is progressing a certain way. But we cannot settle. We cannot settle for anybody and everybody just because you want to say you have a man, okay? 
We're not doing that, ladies. It's 2023. We're not doing that. You know, if you haven't found the person for you, do not settle. Do not settle in the way of, let me settle so people stop asking me when I'm getting married. Let me settle so that I have a baby. Or let me settle so that I have that life that everybody else has. Most of the time, it doesn't work. Despite whatever intention you may have put behind it, most of the time, it doesn't work. You will find yourself miserable because it's not the right person. But you've just said, okay, fine, this is what I'm going to get. That's all I'll get. And you stay in that relationship or that partnership or that marriage because you think, oh, well, like, you know, there's nothing better. So let me just be here, you know, um, which is also extremely sad. And I know it's very hard. You know, I know it's easier said than done when you're seeing everyone around the world is kind of telling you and projecting the image of you need a man, you need somebody in your life, you need a partner, you need to be married, you need to have kids. That's the dream life in quotation marks. There's nothing wrong if that's not your dream life, you know. But this is not even about that. This is just about not settling and not losing hope. So I'm going to tell you my story. It's got a sad ending, but once I tell you my story, you understand where I'm coming from when I say don't lose hope, okay. So I had a, my first serious relationship was when I was 15. And it started off really, really great, extremely great. I was so smitten and just saying, oh my gosh, this guy is so amazing, you know. But as time went on, I think the first two years were very good. But together for on and off four years, the first two years were really good, extremely, extremely good. But after that, mm-mm, <laughs> it was very toxic, you know. And I ended up staying because I thought that I could fix things and I thought that I could change things, you know. But I ended up just losing myself. And just becoming this person that was miserable and this person that's checking phones and wanting passwords and just has anxiety when she hasn't spoken to the person she's with. It was just turning me into this completely crying, paranoid mess, you know. And when I got pregnant, you know, a lot of drama happened. And because of that, the relationship completely ended because I reached a stage where I told myself, no, you know what, Natalie, you can't keep doing this. You deserve better. And you need to change because you're going to be a mom and you can't be this person. You can't be a person that's being walked all over. You can't be a person that's being disrespected. You can't be a person that's crying every day because of what someone's saying or doing, you know. And it's not to say that I didn't have things that I was also doing in the relationship. But what I experienced on my side is what I'm saying. And it was just a very traumatic experience for me because I was betrayer in there as well. You know, so I was dealing with a lot going through that pregnancy. I was dealing with a lot, you know, and... In the spirit of the pressures that you get from society, I actually went back to him after a child was born and we tried to work things out again, you know, and it just didn't work out because it just wasn't the time and we hadn't really fixed what was wrong. But it was just that thing of, you know, everyone kept asking me, what about the father? What about the father? What about the father? What about the father? And of course, you know, I still had feelings for him. But also that pressure of what about the father? What about the father? You're going to be with the father. What about the father? No, daddy issues, all of these things, you know. So I ended up just saying, let's give it a shot. And it didn't work. And that's the thing about forcing things like relationships. It just doesn't work. No matter how hard you try and force it, no matter how hard you try and make it fit, it doesn't work. And if you do somehow make it fit, it's mostly miserable. Because it's not what you really want, but it's just like, okay, I'm here. So I might as well keep going, you know. And so I was single after I gave birth to my daughter. And then after that period where I was with the father of my child, and we tried and it failed. I was single for a year. 
and in that year i didn't think of anything else other than just being a mom and being a good mom and i was just focused on my daughter that's all i was focused on my daughter my daughter my daughter and of course i made a list for myself because i said you know what the next time i date someone i'm not settling that's what i'm saying it's about not settling and about not losing hope i said i'm not settling I'm going to have a list of things and he can have maybe three things off the list that he doesn't do. So I'm just going to give you an example. <laughs> my list had somebody who is okay with kids. Of course, that's a big one. And my list had someone honest. Honesty is very big to me. And somebody who's a go-getter because I don't want if something should happen, then we fail to fix it. You know, it has to be somebody that can have solutions to a problem. Not to say, oh, what are we going to do? I don't know. You know, I didn't want that type of person. So that's just a few of a few things that were on my list. And so I had this friend of mine who would just kind of like on and off um, talk to. We were really good friends. And at some point I was like, is this going to be something? No, it's not going to be something. We're just good friends, you know. And so he ended up actually, I ended up messaging him because I was like, oh, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. So I just ended up messaging him and saying, hey, how are you? And then he responded and asked me, who's this? And I said, oh, it's Natalie. And it was like no time had passed at all. No time had passed. None. And that's what was so crazy because I'm just thinking to myself, I haven't spoken to this person for two years. And it's like nothing has changed. Nothing has happened, you know. So so we started to talk and we would talk every single day without fail. I was talking to him from morning to night, morning to night, morning to night. And I could tell that, okay. This is different. It's not the usual friendship thing. There's something, you know, because like, why am I so excited to talk to this person? I'm thinking about this person. You know, he would message me and say, oh, I saw this. It reminded me of you. And all these things just made me think, hmm, maybe I should be thinking about something here, you know. And it was completely un out of the blue. I was telling myself, I'll find someone else, but mm -mm. <laughs> I was still very much scarred from what, has ha what had happened. You know, I just made my list and I just put my list somewhere and said oh well you know and so we just got closer and closer and closer and closer but was it perfect no it wasn't perfect and I had to look at my list I looked at my list and I was like hmm okay there are a few things missing and the other things where I feel like with time we could improve on that and so given that was my thought at the time so with that in mind I decided, okay, even though he has some things that are he needs to work on, it's fine. Because I'm also working on myself as someone that's emotionally traumatized too. We can make this work. And I will not lie, the first year had so many happy moments, our first date. And, you know, the first time he told me he loved me, all these things were good. But there was also a lot, a lot of pressure to, not really pressure actually, but there was a lot of things that we needed to work out because he also had his own emotional trauma. I had my trauma. So we had trust issues, we had communication issues. But once we got through that first year, I even had people asking me, why are you staying with this guy? This is not the guy. Once we got through the first year and we worked out the kinks, when I tell you that I had the most amazing, amazing relationship I've ever had, it really just made me look back on my previous one and think, hmm, what? Like, you couldn't even compare the two. And it's no, it's no disrespect to my ex, you know. It's just that, you know, we're also young. So when you're older, you kind of learn things. But at the same time, there are also things where it was just completely different. Like, ooh, 
this relationship mm -mm. but this one when I tell you guys how happy I was you know and I would tell him something and you'd actually listen and you'd change what he was doing so if I would say oh when you're in the gym I don't like the fact that you you go to the gym and you leave your phone elsewhere because you don't want to be disturbed what if there's an emergency what did he tell me two days later he told me oh I'm at the gym right now but my phone is in the locker in case you know you need something if someone hears it ring, they'll let me know and I'll come. You know, so that listening also was something. Oh, I'm like, hmm, you can say something and someone will listen to you and they internalize it and change, you know. Or tell him things like, oh, I don't like it when you go offline without warning. He'll tell me, hey, I'm going to be busy. This is what I'm doing, you know. And also, when you understand your partner and understand the things that they've been through, you're not going to be the person that's triggering things. So he would make sure they let me know where he was. Not not in the way of like, hey, tell me where you're going right now. No, it was just a courtesy thing of, oh, in case my phone is off, this is why. In case you don't hear from me today, this is why. I'm going to this place. You know, just that thing of informing someone and letting them know what's going on, what they're doing, so that they're not worried about you or panicking or wondering what's going on. So we had complete transparency, complete honesty to the point where it was painful sometimes, <laughs> you know. Um... But yes, no, it was just a completely different relationship. And it just really made me realize a lot of things that I was letting people, letting my past relationship happen, you know, that didn't need to happen. So in this new relationship, I was more of a person that's standing up for herself. If I don't like something, I'm going to tell you. If I have a problem, I'm not going to tell you. and not worry, like, oh, it's me having a problem again, you know. So just all of these little things, you know, and he just always checked in on me. You know, he cared about Elaine. He was there for me through a lot of things that will be discussed another time. But he was there for me through a lot of things. And he was encouraging me. If I have an assignment at school that I'm stuck on, he'd be there giving me suggestions, cheering me on during exams, everything. You know, he was just the best, the best gentleman. And just treated me like the, the queen that I am, you know. And it's just unfortunate because he passed away in 2021. So we didn't get to have the end to our story that we should have. We didn't get get we didn't have sorry, we didn't have the chance to get the ending that we wanted for ourselves, you know, because for us we saw this was it, nobody else. You know, so it's something that's very painful for me. But I'm so grateful that I had that experience because now I know what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like, you know? It set a very he set a very high standard. That I don't think anybody's going to be able to match. Because, you know, it was, a, for me, it was a, for both of us, it was a soulmate type of thing. You know, and it's just very hard to deal with now. Because every time, I'm trying not to measure other people to that. But there's certain things now where I say, no, if you don't have this, this, and this, don't even bother. You know, so it's just given me a higher standard for myself and my relationships. And it's just so, so painful because, you know, that's a soulmate thing. But regardless of what has happened, I hope one day that I'm able to find love again. And having that experience, even with how it ended, I would not change it for the world. Because I just felt fully safe, fully secure, and fully loved in that relationship. And I will never forget it. And then going forward, it will also shaped me and shaped what I want going forward. If I ever find that again. If I don't find it again, that's also fine. See? I went from a completely toxic relationship full of heartbreak and betrayal and lies and drama to this thing that started off a little rocky, yes, 
but also just became something so beautiful and just safe and loving and just somewhere where I felt completely accepted and myself and loved and all of the things. So if you're somebody who's gone through a lot of frogs and you're still finding more frogs, I just want you to know that you don't lose hope, okay? Because it's just that person's there. You know, I'm one of those people, despite all the things that I've seen in my family and friends and with myself, I'm one of those people who truly believes that everybody has got someone for, for them somewhere out there. You do. And don't say, oh, well, he's not anywhere near. No, <laughs> he's on the way. He's just lost. He's in traffic, but he's on the way, you know. And I know that it's hard because there are a lot of frogs out there. But if you're somebody who's been through something where you really had someone just shift you and do something to you that just made you lose hope in men and just in relationships, it's fine to just give yourself a chance to breathe, you know. But you also have to internalize it so that the next, the next person that comes, you say, oh, these are the things that other needs to do. No, out, you know, before they even have a chance to get their foot in the door. And I know it's really not easy because if you're somebody that's also had a history where you keep giving people chances and they keep letting you down, it's very hard to hold the faith and say, okay, you know, I'm going to still have faith that I'm going to find somebody. I'm still going to keep trying. And it's very easy to get frustrated. And I understand the frustration, the frustration, because let's be real. There are a lot of frogs in this society and this world. But even with the way it ended, if I can do it after the trauma I went through, trust me, you can do it too. And it's very important that you don't let the person that betrayed you or hurt you to just change your outlook on things and change your perspective and change your positivity. Don't let them do that to you because then they win. And we don't want them winning. No, we want them losing in every possible aspect. You know, don't give them the satisfaction of having won and having just made you into this person that can't believe or can't have faith or stay positive. It just means that we need to change the way we're looking at things. We need to change the way we're operating in terms of trying to find somebody. But it can be done. It can be done because I am a testimony that I found somebody after going to the worst. I found somebody and I had an amazing relationship. So please, please, my sister, do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. You know, if you want somebody in your life, that person will come. It may not be in the form that you want. It may not be in the time that you want. That's the other thing we have to understand. There is no ticking clock, okay? Your partner will come when your partner comes. Do not be there and think, oh, because I'm 30, I must find somebody now. Even if I don't really love them, I must find them now. Or I must settle. No, that is not the way to do it. And because we do it that way, a lot of the time, bad things happen when we try and do it that way. Oh, I just want to be single anymore. Let me just accept whatever comes. You know, so you have to, despite all of the noise out there in the world about how you're supposed to be married by a certain age, how you should have somebody, how you're single and you're the single friend, all of those things, you have to ignore them and you have to keep your list in mind of what you want, you know. And yes, it's scary because, you know, at some point you have goals that you want to achieve. Maybe you want to have kids by the time you're 35. But if it's not the right person, it's not the right person. And that's where we have to not lose hope and settle. We have to keep strong. Hold the line. <laughs> we have to hold the line. Because your person is coming. So there's nothing like time. The clock is ticking. This and this. No. Everything happens in its own time. It's cheesy and it's frustrating. But it's true. And the more you force it. The more negative the experience normally is. Because it's not a genuine thing. And it's not with true intent. 
So yes, my girls, my ladies, I feel you. I know it's frustrating because there are a lot of frogs out there. There are a lot of men that hurt and betray and lie and cheat and do all the things. But you just have to keep in mind what you want for yourself and that list for yourself. Ignore people who are telling you time, time, time. No, everything happens on your time, not the world's time. And just don't settle. Whatever you do, do not settle. I know that it's hard, but I keep saying this so that you listen to me and internalize it. Do not settle. You deserve the best partner, the best marriage, the best love for yourself. And you need to make sure that you're not just accepting whatever comes along because it's easier. Okay? So that's my assignment for you. Okay? Do not give up. That person is coming. You are worthy of the love that you deserve and want. Not a love that you have just settled for. I hope this was helpful. I was trying to keep it short, but you know, we could go on and on about this. <laughs> you know, and I'm, so as I'm saying it, I'm also telling myself that I should not lose hope. And that I deserve the best type of love out there. And so do you. We deserve it. With all we've been through, we deserve it. You know, and I'm also promising myself that I'm also not going to be telling myself, oh, the clock, oh, you know, she needs a dad. No, we're not going to do that. We are just going to make sure that we're living our best life in the meantime. You know, make sure that you're your best self. So that even when someone comes along and it's that time, you know, there's nothing to fear because you have done all you need to do and you're ready. So let us get ourselves ready, you know, and whatever happens after that, that's beautiful. You know, if nothing happens and we're still waiting, that's also beautiful. But you need to put yourself first. And part of putting yourself first is making sure that you're not settling and just accepting whatever comes along. You know, we need to make sure we're keeping the hope and the faith and we're treating ourselves right because we deserve only the best. And I know it's hard <laughs> as somebody who's been trying, but, you know, just don't lose hope. And as long as you keep trying and you just keep doing your best and being your best self, you will attract what you want. Okay? I leave it here. I leave it here. But another podcast episode will be horror stories. Because some of the people that I've met this last year, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, some of them are red flags. So also, when you see a red flag, please walk away immediately. Do not think you can change that red flag. That flag will always be red. Do not change into a green flag. It will always be red. Keep it moving. Because that's also another thing. It's not all the time that we don't know what's going to happen in these things where we just, you know, we see somebody has some issues where we say, it's fine, we can fix them. No, you are not Bob the Builder. Do not keep falling for the same type of person. That's also part of not losing. It's not just about not losing hope. You have to have methods in place. For example, if somebody's showing you red flags, leave immediately. Don't tell yourself, I can fix them. I really like them. I really love them. No. If you're in a bad relationship, you have to reach a point where you leave that relationship. Because a better one is waiting for you. And you have to tell yourself, I need to leave because a better relationship is waiting for me. Have your list of things that you want in your partner and the things that you can kind of do without. So that we're not having a situation where you just find whoever and you say, mm, I don't really know what I want, so they'll do. No. So these three things are key. These three things are key. Do not let anybody waste your time because you can't only hold guys responsible. Sometimes we don't leave when we need to leave, which is why I started with my story. So even that, if you see after two, three dates, he ain't the one, kick him to the curb. You don't need to waste your time. Your time is valuable. You're precious and you deserve only the best for yourself. 
and only you can say who is best for yourself. That's the other thing. Don't let anybody tell you, no, why don't you stay with Tim? Because Tim treats you like, no. If Tim is not treating you the way that you want, Tim got to go. So yes, my ladies, my loves, my sisters, please, let's stay in the fight together. Let's encourage each other. And let's just be our best self. Let's not just stay by the phone or just watch things, wishing, wondering, oh, when will my man come? No, let's not do that. What we're going to do is we're going to make ourselves our best selves regardless. And if something happens from that, then that's great. But if it doesn't happen, you're still the amazing person that you are. And having a partner does not mean self-worth. Having a partner does not mean that now you're the best person you know, it's not, it's not that it, people make it seem like it's something, you know, it's like we should reward you and applaud for you, but it's not, despite what society wants to make you think. It's not. It is a goal for certain people, yes, but it's not a life standard. and doesn't mean that you're not anything because you're not married or because you're not a partner. No, you know, that's not the end or and be all of life. Okay. Okay, I'm glad. I know we've understood each other and we've heard each other. So I'm going to end here. I know I said I'll end here and I kept going, but I'm done now. Please make sure you listen to our next episode next week, Friday, 8 p.m.